0: you welcome to Racing Only Better as we look ahead to day two of Royal Ascot. Hopefully day one was good to you. Hopefully day two will be even better. And to mark your card, we have three of the finest minds that racing has assembled together on this particular podcast at this time of the day,
1: on this day of the year. Isn't that right, Kevin Blake? That's right. That's right. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: That's right. Two, two pods in a row for the unbelievables. There we go. Two pods <laughs> in a row
0: for unbelievables. Tony Calvin, you're well all set for day two of Royal Ascot. Yep.
1: yep.
2: Oh good.
0: And Dan Barber is with us as well, looking cool and smooth as ever in his hoodie. I'm trying to be like Dan. I'm wearing a hoodie too. We are the Hoodie Brothers. Isn't that right, Dan?
3: <laughs> yeah, quite lot name it? It could, yeah. could be the start of a band or something. Hubert. Style guy.
0: Should we have a racing festival where you only have to wear hoodies? to complete opposite of Royal Ascot, where it's uh, top and tails and all that kind of crap that I hate. <laughs> anyway, let's kick on, gentlemen. The 230 is the first race on day two. It is the Queen Mary Stakes. It's a 5 for long sprint. Fast horses on to play, and five places being paid each way on the Betford Sportsbook. So you might as well have a go. Uh, Love Reigns is your 10-3 to favourite for Wesley Ward all the way in uh, at 10-3. to Dramatised to 5-1. Uh, Maria Branwell is in there for Dave O'Mara at 7-1. to one. Katie Content attends alongside Lady Tilbury and you can have what you like about the rest. It's a nice big old group of this, uh, Tony Calvin, for the fast horses only. As we mentioned, it's five places each way on the sports Sportsbook. So something further down the market here might appeal as an each way bet. What have you come down? To? Uh,
2: even though the Sportsbook are paying five places, this has got a horrible, horrible look to it, hasn't it? You know, horses spread across the track. You could get a winner. Um, you know, you, you but you know you, you don't know where to be positioned. It's um, you know you can see why they they're offering the five places. Uh, I've been a long term admirer of Maria Branwell. I thought she did really, really well when beating a very good yardstick in the, in the national stakes at Sandown last time. And um, I think she probably brings the best form to the table here going into the race at least. So I might play her win only. Um, I'm, I don't like the each way shape to this, like I said, even with the extra places. So I'll be looking for maybe, you know, 10 to 1 plus win only on it, to change Maria Brownwell, just because there's an un, obviously there's. You only have to look at the profile of these horses. It's it just uh, a nightmare. All of them can step forward. We don't know the we don't know the depth of the Wesley Ward uh, filly. Love Reigns a favourite there. I think Dramatized is the one that a lot of the um, a lot of the Time Bandits been talking about ever since uh, that one made uh, her debut at, um, at Newmarket in April. You know, very very strong reports since then. race course, gallops etc. So Dramatized is probably. The one that I think might even go a favorite. I mean, she's she's five to one with the five places with the sports book. So maybe people are looking at that as a bet to nothing, but I don't think there's much, mm. much scope there on the bet to okay. nothing. So we are really for me. I'll be looking for 10 to 1 plus win only on the exchange.
0: Dan, I did what you did today and I searched Love Reigns on the old Twitter <laughs> search button. and um, but I didn't <laughs> find what I didn't find what you found. I and mean, we won't go into what you found. I was searching like Matt, saying, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Uh, but I did see Love Reigns when I saw her performance. Over in America, and
3: she was very bloody good. She was yeah, very good, very quick. very quick. I don't very think there's much, very much, much of the love involved, though. I don't think there's much of that in, in what I saw, unfortunately. Um, I am going, I am getting done in the stars and stripes, but I'm going, um, I'm going for and oak as opposed to the high profile love reigns, and mm. it's slightly. Of course, it's it's more than slightly tentative. Of course it is. But I've watched both back, as you would. Obviously, Love Reigns was very good. Uh, Love Reigns beat a horse called Moon Magic Chrissy by 12 and a half lengths. And then Grand Oak beat that one, met the same horse as it happened, by nine and a half. So there's three lengths between them on a line through that, however reliable that yardstick is. Um, But Moon Magic Chrissy had a run the day she ran against Grand Oak, so was entitled to have improved. So there's a case <laughs> of saying that's true. And then I just think there's there's a potential for her being massively underrated because she's not Wesley Ward, but she comes from America. She's got a lot of pace. Clear, that's clear. I mean, she went toe-to-toe, interestingly, with a, a, a well-touted Wesley Ward debutant, saw her off, was really strong at the finish. And that's what I like, really, because some of these Ward horses that get stuck in America, it's because they go too hard and wilt up the hill. Yeah. Grand Oak, I'm not, based on that debut form, I'm not sure she'll do that. She was very strong at the end. She's a prize, think she's 16s plus. I'll be backing her win only, but I'm very much like TC in this race. I think it is very, very nasty. And they're not the sort of vehicles for each way, bets are they? There are too many unknowns.
0: Okay, so Grand Oak for you and Colin Keane, interestingly booked a ride. Uh, send me on the link to what you found when you searched for Love Rain <laughs> after the show. Kev, who do you like in this fastest of all fast horses?
1: Right, Hugh, Cal. Right. What do what does Love Reigns have in common with Persian Force? And um, they, both, other than the other than the fact that they're both favourites for two-year-old races, or yeah. I'll ask. It. They both both have dubious they both, Twitter search, search results. They both, they both no, I know. going to say
0: they both have something in common that you have spotted. That's what they have in common. Go on. They both came out at of County Offaly. Good stuff. Nothing Persian Force of was bred by the late.
1: Well, was bred by the lacy's love reigns was bred by the grogans Bowden county awfully that hot bit of thoroughbred breeding fair play to them all so don't let anyone t- don't, don't let anyone tell you love reigns is an american filly. she's awfully bred lads That's um so. but i'm going against her here i look, the katie content is the one i've been kind of wahooing for this race for a while and uh, uh to me like there's a load of pace drawn around there you've Love reigns is in stall five and Katie Content all six and Lady Tilbury for Dave Marnan representing Bancha looking for his third Royal Asco winner, Hugh Cahill. Lovely. Uh, Lady Tilbury is coming out of stall four, they're, they're three fast fillies, and I can't content. Her, her time was electric at Windsor last time, despite um, obvious greenness. She's a pocket rocket. I won't wheel out the line about size and speed and all that, but she's small, but she's very, very fast, and I think she'll be stuck in the finish of this one, do you?
0: Well, I tell you, she needs to be fast to win this, Kev. Uh, you know what I mean? That's not just me hey, saying it. Hey, she needs hey. to be fast to win this race. I tell you. I tell you, only fast. It's good stuff, lads. That's our first race. Um, our second race of the day is our Money Back Special. Uh, it's the 305 Queen's Vaz, a Mile and three Quarters Group 2 contest. So Money Back as a free bet if your horse fails to place here uh, for Betfair. So money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place. Half it for Charlie Appleby is three to one favorite, just ahead of Nahani. For also Charlie Appleby with William Buick in the saddle at seven to two. So very um, little to separate the front two of the market. Both by Appleby. Um, Elder Aldarav at five to one. Bit of support for Roger Varians. Anchorage eight to one, and it's seventeen to two bar daniel barber again um open enough race this today and it's going to be uh, the theme for most of day two given we had a lot of one-sided mm-hmm. contests um on day one but yeah what do you think here
3: well elder elder has been very good but i'm perplexed as to why they go in a mile and three quarters so soon i don't think he's looked slow the newcastle race is working out exceptionally well and wherever the second goes um the haggis House he'll be winning next time without a shadow of a doubt but elder elder i saw him off in convincing fashion, but I thought he showed a lot of pace. I'm surprised though, above all, that they have not favouring the Buick horse, rather than the Doyle horse of the two, um, Godolphin, mm. uh, Charlie Appleby horses. Nahani, seventh, of course, in the, in the Derby to Desert Crown, not at all disgraced. I think that's probably the best form on offer, even making his presence felt in that race. And, he did some really good work prior to that. Progressive, he's a Franco going up in trip. He's from the family of Mastery, who was third in this race in, what would that have been, 2018, 2019? So there's plenty of staying types in the family and he ticks the boxes for me. I think I don't think that was a bad run at all behind an exceptional derby winner.
0: Yeah, OK, so it's Nahani for Dan at 7-2 to as head just uh, behind half of it in the market. For yourself, Kevin Blake, how would you see this one?
1: Um, not a race I have a giant opinion on you, but Anchorage is one. Like, look, right. we're guessing with stamina for an awful lot of these... Um, but Anchorage has been looking like he's ready for a longer trip and he got badly outpaced in the um, in the Gala New last time over ten furlongs, and was doing some very kind of eye catching work late. Um, you had to squint a little bit to see it, but it was there. And Shaluki's by Galileo, so you'll always have a chance of, of getting a trip like this. And um, he has loads of experience in the in the bag, which will do him no harm at all. And um, Eldar Eldaroff is a horse that's caught my eye both times he's won. But he, like like Dan says, he comes in lacking like experience, and um, it's it's a big old step up for him. So I'm going to side with the. Experience. Experience and the expected stamina of Anchorage You Hope he okay. won't be dropping the anchor here. Oh, no. oh, 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 oh. It's full steam ahead, hopefully.
0: For well, he can <laughs> drop it for the first mile, maybe, and let go after that. But Anchorage for Kev at eight to one. What <laughs> about yourself, Tony? Mile and yeah. quarters.
1: I think Anchorage
2: is the bet of the day, at eight to one.
0: Really? Uh, oh, with, yeah. Um,
2: He'd yeah. probably playing in win only because of the stamina doubts, but you know, you go back and have a look at his his two-year-old form. He just looks a stare and waiting, doesn't he? He's very strong when he's when he's maiden. I actually think his um, his uh, place run in a Group Three is probably one of the strongest bits of form in here. And as Ken said, you know the the reappearance run over a mile or two just scream suggests that you know he he, he needs a stiffer test of stamina. Obviously, there's a big unknown going up a whole half a mile, but this is just a this is just a really poor run of this race, isn't it? You've got. Aiden O'Brien had loads in here at the five-day stage. He's relying on one. He's won five of the last nine runnings. Uh, he's used that, uh, that comeback run at the Curra, the race at the Curra that Anchorage ran in as a stepping stone to winning this race for the likes of Leading Light. Yeah, I... TC, I, I, you I right?
3: think, um, off the top of my head, didn't Santiago win this taking a massive step up in trip yeah, as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like and then back jump. and won the Irish Derby. Yeah. You know, he, he,
3: he Aidan could have run. I think he had five
2: in here at the five day stage, including the likes changing the car. So, I mean, I just, I just don't like any of the other horses in the race. That's probably why I'm, I'm so bullish at the eight to one. It's so
0: the process of elimination, then, is not yeah, it? Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. like Nahani. I mean, if you remember, Nahani was one of the horses that got earmarked as one that got lit up and really worked up over the fireworks escapade at uh, Epsom. So that, you know, the quick turnaround of that would worry yeah. you um i'm not a fan of half it whatsoever uh i know the stable have got a brilliant record with first time cheap pieces and first time okay. headgear but no i okay. couldn't see any depth to this race all roads led to anchorage
0: anchorage two strong pokes for anchorage and nahani for daniel barber good stuff lads all right we move on that's the money back specials a horse as a money back as free but your horse fails to place in the 305 the 340 is of course the prince of wales it's a mile and a quarter. It's a, a group one. And right, look, I mean, okay, Bay Bridge is understandably Kevin Blake, a short price favourite here, 11 to 10. You've got Sherar for uh, the Japanese at 7 to 2. Your horse, I mean, Joseph's horse, 9 to 2, who you know very much about. Lord North 7 to 1 after flopping the last time in Grand Glory, 8 to 1 here. State of rest, Kev. I come to you first because I want to know what kind of chance do you give him in this race of upsetting the favorite
1: i give him a right chance you like he's one of the best horses in the world this fella he's been around the world he's done it in all sorts of places overcoming all sorts of ridiculous um barriers putting his way to do it and I don't don't for a second think that the Tats Gold Cup puts a ceiling on him it doesn't right. um, like that race just didn't go right um he was hitting the line hard now this could be very tactical Hugh this could be very tactical we're down to five there's no front runner in here as such um, someone's going to have to go and it's going to be fascinating to see who um, there'll be plenty of chatting about it now between now and then but it's going to be very interesting um, because plenty of these will not want to crawl Lord, Lord North they couldn't go fast enough in front of him really Bay Bridge they're not going to want to make the run over him are they? Could the Japanese horse be the one to go? I don't know you but mm. well, I'll tell you He's what back the state, trip, of, state of rest has won in fast run races slow run races he might have a bit of more versatility than some of these and um, he's not going to be too far off the pace wherever it is, would say, Hugh. And um, he is tough. He is hardy. And Bay Bridge has a lot of promise, but he's never run in a group one, never mind one, multiple ones, like the rest of these have. And uh, I just hope I would love to see us coming down to the final furlong, Hugh. And... State of rest gets eyeball to eyeball with this fella. I will find Get out him. what he's made of because state him. of rest won't be taking a backward step. Lovely.
0: Enough. He's to two was a big old price time, Kevin, on, on, mm. on the strength of that. And Kev has made a compelling case for him. I'll be backing him on the basis no,
1: of that. I'm very biased. I I. I, I, really, I love this horse. Like I, I, I know have you so do, much but, still, but still. Affection and admiration for this horse. He's a proper one. You've made a good and case. it it'll be great. This team here. We should mention, hey, the ground's going to be rattling. That the ground is going to be rattling. The weather forecast for the next couple of days, it's getting up to thirty degrees. Like as the week goes on, yeah. and they're going to be shoveling water on. I suppose as best they can, but it's going to be rattling. I'd imagine That's So he will love That's that. Cambridge okay, um, has never been on faster than good. Okay, Tony, what do you think?
2: Yeah, they put ten mil on on Saturday. They put on on so far. They put another eight mil on on Monday. And you just think they're going to keep on shoveling it on, don't you? Because, like I said, until they get to Friday, Saturday, it is sunshine all the way. It is not Irish weather. But, um,
1: oh, I tell you what, top hat and big jacket, and this is going to be absolutely <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah,
2: we don't have to worry um, about that at Cheltenham. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Kev uh, makes the, the most salient points about the race About uh, about, you know, we don't know what's going to go forward, could be really messy. Do we think all the jockeys are going to get together at the start, uh, in, the, in the wire room, just say, look, do we think jockeys will just sit down and just say, look, we've got to make this a proper run race. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Or do you just no. think they just play it off, no, no, off no, the no, cuff?
0: No, no,
1: no. They'll the sit cup. down and lie to each other. That's all I What's your
0: selection? No, look,
2: we look at, we look at those prices a hand on heart, can you say if anything is, you know, attempting you in at uh, the, the other prices? We all know Baybridge has probably got a lot more to to find than the betting suggests. But then again, he's got the profile that suggests that if anything is going to really step forward, it, it's going to be him. Uh, but he's meeting four Group One winners, all of which uh, are on, in the ballpark and official ratings. Baybridge has as much as Ryan Moore in his Betfair column uh, tomorrow. Suggests he doesn't see why this fast round should be a problem. He has got it to prove. It's got it's got no bet written all over it, hasn't okay. it? Okay, right.
0: well, Jesus took you twenty minutes to tell us no feckin' bet for Christ's sake.
3: Like that, <laughs> give us give the argument, <laughs> <haven't> you? <laughs> hey, the, the other right. thing about what you say about the ground or the watering, like there's only so late they can put that on by twenty to four in the afternoon when it's been baking all day. How much is going to be left? Yeah. So, um, it'll
1: be like throwing water, it'll be like throwing water on a frying pan. So.
3: Yeah. I thought yeah, you were going to say it. something else
1: there. <laughs> right, down, give us a second. will be like throwing water on top of my head after about three hours in the sunshine. <laughs>
2: I, I want to take even money, your iPad blowing up again, Kip.
1: Yeah, i tell you what,
0: I got ah. a new one this week, so it won't happen again. <laughs>
3: Man, who are you picking? <laughs> um, I think he's an ordinary price. He might be the um, he might be the second coming, but he's stepping up from a group three. I know it's the Brigadier Gerard, some prestige. But did anybody really like Mustardas bare form going into that? He kicked him out of the way. Adeeb, they couldn't really give him away in the betting. I guess he wasn't cherry ripe. He's now in against bona fide, proven, confirmed group yeah. one horses. If he was eleven to ten on the exchange on the off, I'd be far closer to laying him. And I would backing him. I don't know whether he will be. I'm not even sure of his current price, but the 11 to 10 sports book prize, if you could replicate something similar on the exchange, I'd definitely be laying him in with the added bonus that a tactical race on different ground could find him out anyway.
0: Okay. And Tony, if I put a gun to your head and ask you to pick one, is it laying Bay Bridge as well? No, no, no. bet. No bet. Okay. Right. Let's move on to the 420. Duke of Cambridge stakes It's a mile and a quarter here. And um, mother earth for Aidan O'Brien is your seven to four Favorite, so she's pretty um sod and tight in the market. Saffron Beach, Jane Chapelheim is five to two. You've got Bash Korova, uh, winner on uh Derby Day, wasn't it? At five to one for William Havis, I guess I should say, and Sibilla Spain at eight to one, and it's eight to one bar those, right? So, um, Tony Calvin, give us your uh, best bet here, please. A uh, lot of interesting videos. Primo Baccio, your old pal is in here as well at 14 to one. TC, how do you see this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, she's overpriced, but. I went back and read Ed Walker's Weekender column last week about Primo Batcho, and he said she's been under the weather. She's only going to run here if she's A1. Um, okay. Whether or not you believe that, I- I'm not so sure, but you couldn't really be backing her for all. She's probably overpriced after, after you know, a pretty woeful comeback run. Horse I really like. She's in the sales again to, uh, on Monday night. It's fun to beauty. But again, the downside to her is, even though she's fifty to one plus on the exchange, I do think his seven furlongs is going to stretch her. Looking at this race, obviously you've got the Group One form uh, at the top of the market with Saffron Beach and Mother Earth. I just thought Bashkarova was was pretty solid here. If all, you know, if, if you get each way betting three places, I think Bashkarova was really impressive at Epsom last time. I got a lot of time for the second, and it's interesting. Chudley Park had three in here at the five day stage. They have lights on Potapova and Bashkarova, and they rely on uh, Bashkarova here. I think. She's got it to find, but she's going forward five to one each way with a free place. Maybe Bash as the, the answer to a, a very, very tricky puzzle, admittedly.
3: Yeah,
0: she was very good the last day. Dan, what do you think?
3: I really like the top pass. I know she's got to give two pounds away. Well, that, that is proper form. She was basically the only I think she was the only filly in the race in that uh, Dubai Turf at Maidan. She's finished fourth behind Lord North, uh, the dead heaters, Lord North and uh um, she's got a previous defeat of Mother Earth. There's not much between them on their very best form, particularly with Saffron Beach giving away £5. But Mother Earth, for me, has been flat this season, was poor in the lock rather scrambled home in the face of what looked a simple task first time out, and now they're reaching for cheek pieces. It doesn't suggest that they're entirely happy with her. I don't know if Ryan's mm. told TC anything on that subject, but I just think Saffron Beach is an extremely dependable Philly, who was progressive at the end of last season. She's got a Group 1 win to her name. That form is not to be sniffed at. She was really good that day when she thrashed Mother Earth. And mm-hmm. I'm just hoping there's not a repeat of last year when that lady Bothorpe, who we all love throughout 2021, Ended up marooned in the middle of the track, trying to make the run. In that backfired. I guess they'll be trying to force it with Saffron Beach as well. Yeah. But I think I think that's like tactical niggle is compensated in her price, and she's got okay. basically the best jockey around riding. There's, and also the, the, the only other pace angle
2: against her is that November, and I'm not sure that's not an habitual front runner either. So she could get her own
0: way out in front. Lovely, Kev. Who have you gone for? Um,
1: it'll be not not a nice um. It's a tentative choice. Saffron Beach, I think, is more dependable. Look, carries the penalties, but only puts her wrong a couple of pounds wrong at worst with a couple of them. Um And look, as Dan says, I thought that was a good run of Dubai. I think she's a little bit more dependable than Mother Earth at this stage. And she look at the back end of last season; she she had kind of passed out Mother Earth. I think it's fair to say. So, um, I'll I'll go with her. Um, but it's not a bullish shout. Very tough race, I thought.
0: Next up, we have uh, five o'clock, gentlemen. It's the Royal Hunt. Cup, it's over mile. Hey. <laughs> John
1: Cup.
2: For
3: the hell?
0: one mile handicap.
2: Look out um, for the outtakes, lads.
0: Yeah, <laughs> run out. they are definitely out. Those outtakes, um, Astro King is your 8 to 1 wide open race here in the Royal Hunt Cup. Astro King 8 to 1 alongside Dark Shift for Charlie Hills at 8 to 1. You've got Legend of Dubai for Roger in 10 to 1, 11 to 1, Magical Morning. A totally charming 12s, and it's 14 to 1 bar. Right, so, Dan, wide open here at this Royal Hunt Cup over a mile. Give us your handicap bet, please. And again, six places each way on a sportsbook.
3: Yeah, people can probably guess a couple of these because I just like these same types of horses in the straight track races over a mile at, at Ascot. And bless him is one of those. He's high. I think most of the pace is high. Johnston's horse is in the low numbers for his falcon, but he's in deeper... I think most of the confirmed gallop is going to be amongst the high numbers. That, on average, is the place to be anyway. And bless him, we'll get the classic Spencer ride at Ascot. He's got a great course record. He won a Britannia. He won another handicap here a year or so ago. He's got one of the highest marks he's ever had to contend with, but I think his course effectiveness negates a lot of that. He's just really lethal around here. And the other one I like is Fantastic Fox. They're both 20s. He's got form with a few of these, including Totally Charming, who did as a turn at Epsom. Only £5 better off for two and a half lengths. So really, he shouldn't reverse, but he's bang there in terms of draw. He's 21, and I've, I've always felt this horse had proper performances in him, and he's got, he's got good handicap form anyway.
0: Okay, lovely. Good stuff. Nice off, prices, as well, 20 to 1. What about you, Kev?
1: I'm tapping out on this one, Hugh. Um, I haven't had enough time to hammer this down. I've been travelling since the decks came out. No so problem. if I end no up problem. with a strong fancy in it, it'll be in my Betfair column, but uh, I suspect yeah. I won't have a strong fancy in this.
0: Keep, uh, <laughs> keep an eye on the Betfair column just in case. Tony, you're a nap from last weekend via Serendipity 1 at mm. Sandown and re here 25 to 1. Any interest, or are you going gone elsewhere?
2: Not really. I imagine when they raise him tomorrow, he'll go up by less than the five pound he's carrying here but he is he is still well, well handicapped on his on his previous form and he obviously got plenty of ascot form as well i mean i've been banging on about dark shift for a while i've stuck him up on wading about three or four weeks ago when he was 14s um obviously that's coming to eights it's got a lot going for him. he's the best handicapped horse in the race officially he's two pound well in loads of ascot form really impressive when nottingham last time and I think he should be clear favourite. I mean, Astro King, we know what he's like, but he is vulnerable to an improver and dark shift, definitely that. The one that's and he j- literally just been back from 20s into 14s with a book, and it's symbolised, and that is as rock solid as you'll get from, from a place angle with the six places. I still think there should be some mileage in the 14s. I mean, this horse has finished, you know, uh, place in the Windsor Castle, place in the jersey. Yeah, same so Diary in two runs last season at this course. He's only two pound higher. Great comeback run at first against a decent horse. The only doubt is is the quick round. You know, we'd be keeping on saying this all week, all week, all week. But I imagine you know there'll be a pains to water as much as they can get away with. Yeah, and obviously the the icing on the icing on the cake is. And I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a jockey loving, but this Harry Davis he is he is. Currently stealing five pounds, isn't he? Um, yeah. really brilliant on via serendipity. Um, yeah, I, he's got everything going for him. I think I like the high draw. If he's at Great. the first six, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be minus a few quid. So symbolised for me. Even though the twenties has gone to fourteens with the extra places, yeah, symbolised.
3: I had a bit of a chat, TC, with our lad who handicaps our Milers on the flat after I'd said oh, I quite fancy. Bless him to run well. First thing he said was. I'm definitely backing symbolised, unexposed at a mile, brilliant Ascot record, and Harry Davis riding him.
0: There you go. Lovely. Two strong posts, symbolised 20 to 1 in there, from 20s into 14s in the Royal Punt Cup. Okay, let's move on, gentlemen, to the 5.35, our penultimate race here, four places on the sportsbook being paid, and it is the Windsor Castle. It is for two-year-olds, five furlong sprints, and, yeah, it's a cracking race here. Little Big Bear, when Kevin did his Royal Ascot preview stable tour with Aidan O'Brien, he did mention Little Big Bear was definitely going for this race, he went from 12s into 11-4 like that and he is currently 11-4 favourite. First shot, John and Thaddey Cousins 7-1. Bolt action for Roger Varian 8-1. to one. Chateau 10-1 to one, and it's 12-1 to one bar. Right, so Dan, kick us off please. Two-year-olds, which is the fastest here?
3: Oh, this is just uh, it's Back an important this is, this is it's a mint race but it, this for me is harder than the this is harder than the Queen Mary. Um Less quality form to go on. Um I was impressed with Chateau getting himself out of a bit of bother when he won the he won the race at Beverly, that Brian Yardley condition stakes. I thought he was valued for a lot extra there. He'd be a very tentative pick, but essentially I thought this was this was uber tough. Uber tough.
0: Yeah, I might nap in this race, which I'll tell you a later on. Kev, how have you seen the old five for long juvenile race? How do you, who do you like there?
1: Um, you know, there's, there's there was plenty of two-year-olds kind of on my on my radar coming into this week. And, you know, they haven't really turned up in this race. Um, look, and I've liked Little Big Bear all along, really. Um, There's big talk about him before he ever ran. And he, he's done very little wrong. Like, he managed to get nipped first time out in a race that was very particularly strong on the clock. And he beat a horse of Joseph's Um, at Nace. That, that's well regarded, too, and beat him very well last time. So look, he seems to tick the boxes. He would have been more than uh worthy of his place in the Norfolk rather than here or even in the Coventry. Um, given he ran so well over six first time. So I don't know if stall two is where Ryan would pick if he was given the choice. Um, but sure, look, you know, you know the way this straight track goes, Ascot jockeys will probably change their mind nine times between <laughs> now and the Windsor Castle as to where the place to be is. So um you know i don't want to make any solid statements on that at the minute so it'd be him but look as you can tell it's a, it's a token selection really in, in what is okay. a proper uh, properly difficult race to work yeah out.
0: it is difficult i guess tony have you come down on anything in- um,
2: yeah well, you can see why the sportsbook a top price little big bear 11 to 4 the biggest price around the industry uh, i imagine it's because of the drawing too I mean, like I said, he could he could win his far side and finish fourth or fifth. We've seen that Ascot many times down the years. And you just, I think he's by far the best horse in the race. Will he be able to show it from stall two? That's got to be a question mark. Just one thing to Kev, Were you surprised the way he kicked your horse out of the way last time at Nace, a uh, little big bear, Kev? Were you surprised how well little big bear put him to bed?
0: I think he's frozen there for a second. Too, yeah, so you might, oh, yeah, yeah. Look, and the the... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Sorba is, is kind of, he has um, a big reputation himself. He, he was to run um, himself at Ascot, but he just had a late, a late little hole up. So he's not going to come over, but he was an intended runner um, in, in either the Windsor Castle or the Norfolk. So that's the kind of regard he's held in. So for him to, to boot him out of the way like he did um, was impressive, no doubt.
0: Okay, very good. Um. So, okay. So, uh, little big bear, Tony. You reckon the one uh, to beat, but uh, the all against them.
2: It's look. I, I'd be lying to you say I was. I, I was planning to have a bet in the race. I think little big bear. If it does drift because of the draw, I'll be looking for four to one plus. Though, but to
0: be honest okay. with you, excellent. Okay, good stuff, gents. The final race then is the six ten on the card. It's the Kensington Palace Stakes over a mile. It's a handicap, five places each way on the sportsbook. And once again, Joseph O'Brien, horse we're going to talk about because Haziah is at the top of the market at nine to two. White Moonlight for Saeed bin Saroor at 13 to two. You've got Mabadra at nine to one. Isola Rasa at tens alongside improvised, and it's 12 to one bar. White Kev, Joseph's horse here, Hazaya. what kind of chance do you give him in the Kensington?
1: Yeah, I really like this filly. Um, you know, she, she's really done well since joining Joseph. She, she didn't cost a lot of money. And she, like, she's actually had a very big pedigree. Here. Her dam is a half sister to um, to Harzan and she's by Le Havre. And um, like, she really bolted up the first day at Leopardstown. She'd been working very well and um, was hopeful she'd go follow up in a, in a big money handicap with the cara. And, and she ran very well. But, um, you know, Mikey came in and basically just said, yeah, she was just finding the ground a bit slow for her. Um, and there won't be such issues this week unless, you know, things change in a big way in terms of weather. So I think there's more to come from her. Um, look, she's got a good draw. You know, don't forget we're on the round track here. Um, she's got a good draw, which is important. Um, Mikey keeps the ride. He's a he's a fabulous young rider claiming three pounds. Might not be familiar to to all of our, our British based listeners, but um, he, he's a proper jockey um and yeah so i wouldn't put you off at all she's short enough i'd actually give a mention to joseph's other one neptune rock and she's at a way at a much 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 bigger price um she won a maiden early and was kind of fishing for black type pretty much ever since um i was unlucky not to get it a couple of times um but switched to handicaps last time i thought she shaped really well um it's been very difficult to come off the pace to go and all year and uh, so she wasn't Ideally positioned, really, and finished off quite well. And I just think a, a rock and roll mile here with lots of pace on, loads of cover, a good draw as well, mercifully. Um, I could see her rattling home well now, being suited by the test that presents and, and outrunning her odds. Like she'll be 25 okay. or 33, probably yeah, even bigger on the exchange closer to the off.
0: 25 to 1, Neptune Rock. All right. Um, to yourself, Tony Calvin. Yeah, very, very strong and
2: improvised here um sportsbook are not the best price in the industry at 10s but i can see why they're ducking her um we proved proven on the ground rattled up a hat trick last season so the quick turnaround from Musselborough shouldn't be a problem um go back and have a look at that Musselborough run last time she ran really well against higher rated opposition um the the winner got the run of the race on the rad as well i think when the official marks revised official marks come through tomorrow Mm. I think you'll find this this filly is the best handicapped horse in the race. Have a look at the pedigree, up to a mile for the first time, there is a shitload of uh, stamina on the damn side. I think the step up to a marble suit, the draw could be problematical, but with a clear run, I think improvised is the best handicapped horse in the race, and I think even though there's some 14s and 12s knocking around, if I have anything to do with it, I think she'll go off at single figures. And with a clear run, I think she'll go very, very close to winning. So, improvised, best handicapped horse in the race, proven on the ground, in form, career best last time. N- nothing not
3: to like about improvised.
0: Lovely, lovely. Improvised for Tony Calvin, uh, for David Amara. Last word to you, Dan.
3: Uh, well, you remember the first run in this race, Lola's Showgirl, was call, wasn't it, for Locknan And I can't remember who wrote it now. Was it, was it Laura Pearson yeah, who, was... it was, yeah. who made all, which you sort of don't associate with these races, but it is a completely different dynamic straight track at Ascot to this round course with with a shortish running. I like far too shy each way a little bit. She's in only her second season of racing. She showed a lot more than most horses would for Margerson in their first season, won three times, including at Newmarket. I like the angle of her having lots of form at shorter. She's stepping up to the mile for the first time. But I think you need pace on this track the round course, you need to be able to hold a position you need to be able to quicken because you've only got two and a bit furlongs as you turn into the straight, so far too shy for me I thought it was overpriced at 16s each way while deaf, totally accepting what TC says, improvised won't have a mark of 84 in any future races, she'll be mm. probably 90 plus
0: Okay, excellent stuff gentlemen, that's the racing for Royal Ascot Day 2 John Dusted, a reminder that the Money Back Special is in the uh, second race, the 3.05 uh, money back is a uh, free bet if your horse fails to place. That is the Queen's Vaz, of course. All that remains is to get your naps for the day, then. And, um, right, you can kick us off here, uh, if you don't mind. Dan, give us your nap of the day,
3: please. Uh, chalk and cheese from the first day where I thought I fancied a few. I'm going to go with Saffron Beach, 4.20, please.
0: Saffron Beach to win in uh, the 4.20 for Dan. What about yourself, Tony Calvin?
2: Yeah, as it, um, well, Dan, as it stands, I think Wednesday is really difficult. I've only got three confirmed bets as we speak. One is Anchorage, the other is Improvised, um, the other Symbolised. I'm going to go with Anchorage because I think it's a really, really poor renewal of the Queen's Vars. So Anchorage for
1: me.
0: Okay. In the Queen's Vars, Anchorage for Tony Carden. Kev?
1: I'll go with Katie Content, the pocket rocket. Katie Content.
0: So uh, for Kev. And I'm going Win with... Win only, no messing. No messing. Um in the Windsor Castle i go with a horse called Wadeo, a 14 to one. Um Donico Brian training it. Uh yeah, just watched the win at Latin last time out. He ran into that um, horse sort of, it was a meditative fading of Brian's last couple of times. Yeah. That, but he approved a huge amount last time. I was a week in field. 14 to one. Is
2: win that, only Wadeo. Is that the town that they
0: met at in uh Shawshank Redemption?
2: Was that Wadeo? Is
0: that no Zay That's no, Zay I got close. Uh, they spell and pronounce their name differently. Right, okay, let's move on, gentlemen. That's day two. Well done <laughs> to my favourite. Royal oh, Hunt the Cup, Hunt. man. <laughs> Royal Hunt Cup. Keep an eye out for that Royal Hunt Cup. Ed Chamberlain, if you're listening, keep an eye out for that Royal Hunt Cup. Um, and <laughs> listen, enjoy the day, gamble responsibly as always. And we'll be back for day three tomorrow. Good luck.